In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. We've got you surrounded. Usually when you hear those words, they're shout out from police through a bullhorn to a criminal. We've got you surrounded. Come out with your hands up. It's no use. Give up. What are you surrounded by this morning? What's going on in your life? Surrounded by a difficult situation? Surrounded by health concerns? Surrounded by old age issues? Perhaps you are surrounded by death this morning, surrounded by family dilemmas, financial troubles. Maybe you're worried about a new school year. You're surrounded by it. Have you ever felt like it's time to throw in the towel and that you just can't trust the Lord anymore? Tempted to live as if you're not died for? Enticed to live as if Christ did not claim you in the waters of holy baptism and made you his dear child? Are you allured to abandon the Christian faith altogether? Well, this morning I have good news for you. You are surrounded. The Lord says you are surrounded, and his word is much different than the police. Not a word of surrender or giving up, but a word of hope and comfort and joy. A word so that we don't grow weary in the Christian faith. A word that we don't lose hope and give up. A word to strengthen our faith in Jesus. You are surrounded by who? By a great cloud of witnesses, faithful witnesses that trusted in the Lord's promises despite all the troubles and difficulties that they encountered and suffered by faith in Jesus Christ as a gift. Abraham dared to sacrifice his only son who he had prayed for for years, Isaac, the son of promise, when God tested him. By faith, Abraham trusted that God would raise Isaac from the dead. By faith in Jesus Christ, Isaac and Jacob, both at death's door, called upon the promise of the Savior for their sons and their grandchildren, and they were blessed. For centuries, Israel lived by faith under intense trauma, as the book of Exodus tells us. Old man Joseph did not trust the embalming methods of the Egyptians to give him immortality. Instead, he committed himself to God's promise of rescue to save and resurrect the dead through the Savior who was to come. So he gave his family instructions to take his dead, dry bones and bury them in the family plot in the promised land when Israel would finally get there. Five times Moses is mentioned. 
His life is labeled as the life of faith no matter what it cost him professionally, personally, or physically. His parents, by faith, hid their baby boy for three months. They defied Pharaoh's orders that all Hebrew boys be murdered. They would not abandon their baby to him. By faith in Jesus Christ, Moses rejoiced in being a Hebrew. He refused to be called Pharaoh's daughter even though she pulled him from the Nile, the Nile's crocodiles, and adopted him as her own. By faith in Jesus Christ, Moses chose to be treated like his fellow enslaved and suffering Hebrew brothers and sisters rather than living like an unbelieving Egyptian and adopt their false religion. He trusted in God's promise to send the Savior and no amount of suffering or persecution would make him give up on God's promise. By faith in Jesus Christ, Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt By faith, he kept the Passover and sprinkled the doorposts with the blood of the Lamb. By faith in God's promise to send the Savior, he led the Israelites through the Red Sea on dry land with Pharaoh's chariots in hot pursuit. The story of Israel's march into the promised land is a story of faith. The faith of Joshua capturing Jericho. The faith of a prostitute by the name of Rahab who hid Hebrew spies in her roof to protect them. Then there's the faith of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel, all the prophets. Gideon overcame the Midianites against all overwhelming odds. Jephthah defeated the Ammonites. David conquered Goliath and the Philistines. God's never-ending promise was, I will be with you no matter what. I will always provide. I will send you a Savior. Then there's Daniel who was thrown into the lion's den, but the Lord shut the beast's mouth. And who can forget Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego thrown into the fiery furnace because they would not worship the golden idol of Nebuchadnezzar. The Old Testament believers endured much for their faith in Jesus Christ alone. Some were stoned to death. Isaiah the prophet was sawn in half by King Manasseh. They were tortured, they were mocked, they were beaten like Jeremiah for preaching God's holy law and sweet gospel. They were abandoned by their families. They were written out of wills. They were called fools and idiots, demonized as heretics and troublers of Israel. Now, sometimes these stories may seem surreal, but the persecution of Christians still continues today. The silencing of the lambs, so to speak. Jesus' little lambs. Game on. The holy Christian church is being attacked by Satan and the world from every side. The attack on God's biblical design for marriage and sexuality and family is staggering. Let me simply ask you this. When was the last time you saw a TV show promoting and upholding God's biblical design for marriage as being beautiful, virtuous, and holy? The all-encompassing sharing of life of a man and woman, a union of heart, body, and mind, we rarely see. A marriage that is pledged to permanence and sexual fidelity, 
unheard of. A marriage that unites man and women holistically until death parts them. The beauty and the gift of God making us male or female and rejoicing in those gifts is rarely seen. It's time that we as Christians be 100% unapologetically pro-marriage, pro-family, pro-mom, pro-dad, and yes, pro-children. We are promised by Jesus that we must speak the truth in love without sacrificing either, and we will be blessed by him. What else matters? There is a movement in our world that is very robust and on the move. They are very evangelistic, seeking to rob, seeking to rob even our children from us. Walk across the street, read the titles in our library, or browse the shelves at Target, you will be shocked at what they are handing to our children. These folks mock Christianity and tempt you and your children and grandchildren to abandon Jesus and his good gifts and to live outside of our baptism. In fact, if they have their way, these people would take you to court and persecute you. If you don't believe it, it's already happening in Europe. It is, attack upon the world. It, it is an attack upon God and it is a lie that Satan wants us to believe and lead us to despair. It divides citizens. It divides Christian institutions. It even divides the closest family relationships. Jesus tells us that this morning. It cuts deep and hurts so Jesus simply tells us the truth in this gospel. He says, you are my baptized children. You must be prepared. Many will hate you on account of me. Fathers against sons, mothers against daughters. But don't despair. Don't worry about it. Jesus will see us through it. We are his children. He has redeemed us. We are safe and secure in his holy wounds. Even if you are forsaken or persecuted by those in your biological family or by militant atheists, fear not. You are God's child. You are baptized members of the Holy Christian Church, and it's a big church. You are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. These Old Testament people gave witness to the faith of God's promise to save them through the Savior. So it's time for all of us to put away the things that weigh us down, the things that would hinder our path to the promised land of heaven. It's time to let go to the things that ruin our lives and the lives of whom we live with, entangling us in sadness and doubt and despair. It's time to fix our eyes on Jesus. He is, after all, the author and perfecter of our faith. 
who gives life abundantly and eternally. He paid for all your sin. He endured the shame of every single one of them, suffered its damnation. Now you and I are forgiven of everything, baptized into his death and resurrection. He feeds us with his life-giving body and blood. All this, and we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses died for by the Savior Jesus, baptized in his name and enlivened at his table. All of this so we can run this race of the Christian faith with endurance and perseverance. I don't run real marathons anymore. They're too hard and I'm too old. But I'll never forget running one of them. And as I hit the wall, as we all do, I remember seeing my family and friends cheering me on as I felt like puking. They were there, and the bands were playing, and the crowd was cheering me on. That's the picture for each one of us of those Old Testament saints our fathers and our grandfathers, our brothers and our sisters cheering us on in this race. You are not alone. You are surrounded. Even when you're tired. So don't lose heart. Live by faith in Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith to Christ Jesus, the life everlasting. Amen.